He's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with over 27 years of experience. And he's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And together, we're the Brief Brothers, having an ongoing conversation about advertising, creative briefs, and briefing. Well, Howard, we're back with another episode, and it's another creative brief episode where we're going to look at an actual creative brief, another one that I wrote. Um, and this one, I'm more really at liberty to talk about it because I wrote this brief uh, for my dad's cosmetic surgery center that he used to own. And uh, he launched this center, I want to say, in around 2011. And um, he did some advertising initially. I had a friend um, come up with the logo and the corporate identity and stuff. I had another friend come up with some advertising, um, uh, a friend that worked at, a, that owned a small agency, did some advertising. But for the most part, uh, this center didn't do advertising. Uh, my father was a general and vascular surgeon for many years in the city before he switched to cosmetics. And if you're in that type of medicine, you get a lot of your business through referrals, like, you know, you, and so my dad was, you know, he switched to cosmetics, he began working at these different centers, and eventually he got tired of working for other people. And he didn't agree with the way they did business. So he opened his own center. But he's more of a medicine guy, not a business guy, not a marketing guy. And so at one point, I had a friend who was a creative who was looking for briefs um, to do spec work. And so I wrote this brief for him. And ultimately, nothing ever became of this. Um, but I wrote the brief, I spent some time putting it together. I was very familiar with the business. Um, so I felt that I had license to write a brief and, and write it well. And I look at it and it's not that old. It's only about five years old. And I think it's, it, it stands up. Uh, I think I put some solid thinking into it, but I thought again, another example here to show people a completed brief done by a working strategist. Um, they can judge whether it's good or bad. Uh, well, and I'm going to weigh in and say that, you know, I've read it in advance and say it's good. In, but you brought up something that I hadn't thought about before. And I imagine it's done. And I think this is a good opportunity to just interject this. We can maybe talk about that. And the fact is that you did this at the request of a creative who's looking for an opportunity to build his portfolio. portfolio yep. And, you know, it's when I was young, a young copywriter starting out, what I did, I literally... Back in the day when we had this thing called the yellow pages, which most people have probably never heard of, or of a certain age, I literally would flip through a yellow pages looking for a business that attracted my attention. I thought, well, that's an interesting business. I'm just going to write an ad for it. How much better would it be? How much more valuable would it be if a writer or a writer art director team worked with someone like you or a young version of you? To say let's let's put together a brief and we'll do some spec work. You'll have a brief, we'll have some work. I think it's a great way to team up and 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 build one's portfolio. I know that's kind of a tangent to what we're talking about, but no, I don't no, it's, forget it's, it. it's it's a good point, and that's kind of like, for example, I don't know 
all ad schools, but like at the Miami ad school that I have personal experience with, that's what they do. They have an account planning boot camp, right? And the strategists there, the young strategists write briefs. And then the, the, the student art directors and copywriting teams um, create creative for those briefs. And so um, the, at the end of the boot camp, the strategist has several briefs and ideally they have really good creative work to show with the briefs to say, this is what my strategy was. And here's the, the creative. And I've even, you know, I've even advised some of these young strategists, sometimes they write a really good brief and they get, because the students, the, the art directors and the copywriters, it's not their uh, most important task is doing the creative for, for these strategists. Um, sometimes they give it short shrift or, the, or they're not good and the work isn't good. And I tell the, the strategists, if you have a good brief, give it to another team and see what they come up with. Right. Or, or, you know, show the creative and say, look, I wasn't happy with it. It, it could be something you discuss in an interview where you show it and you say, look, they, these guys came up with something, but I think this brief merits something much better. So I, I, th- I often, I often wonder how many uh, strategists like you, especially when you're, you know, when you're younger, or others like you when they're younger, put a, a portfolio together of their, of their um, briefs and you show that to a potential employer. I, I think it's a valuable tool. I think nowadays the kids that are coming out of, of strategy programs certainly are putting portfolios together. And the reason I know is because several years ago, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, I was asked by the Miami ad school to be the portfolio consultant. Um, And so I was looking at the strategist portfolios and I thought it was funny because I didn't have a portfolio. (laughs) Um, And so I started, and now I do, it's on my website, on my personal website, um, where I kind of give a little bit of the strategy for, you know, selected assignments and I have the creative work there, et cetera. But it, there was a shifting point, like before which there were no strategy portfolios to now that there are. I, I think it's really important. I'm just thinking back to when I was doing this, I was just struggling to figure out, well, what would I say for X, Y, or Z company? I remember I came across a, uh, a company was an accordion school, right? Got higher, 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 weird Al Yankovic as an endorser. Yeah, and I wrote it. I just like okay, an accordion school, and I wrote a headline. I can teach anyone to carry a tune. I'm <laughs> but, but, but but was but, that was that strategic? I don't know, but it was clever. But you know, we've talked about this at length, and that's you know when you take on something like that of your own initiative you're your own strategist you're oh, thinking right. about you're thinking about the client you're thinking you thought about the audience um you thought about what would be catchy um and so you know it was offbeat right it's an accordion <laughs> school is offbeat so right no pun so, intended <laughs> but but you know like i said you you're more of a strategic minded creative. So I think some of these things came second nature to you. Like you kind of wrote your own brief in your head and you may not have seen it that way at that moment, but looking back, looking back at it, I think those are kind of strategists, just the resourcefulness of using the yellow pages, you know? Well, yeah. And that's what we have to do as creators. We're looking for opportunities to do work because you can't let your mind rest. So you're doing the same thing. And this is an example with your, with your brief for your dad's business. So carry on. What, what you want to show us the brief? You have yeah, some more background for let's, us. Let's uh, let's do share. As I mentioned, uh, this 2018 
The name of the business is Surgeons Cosmetic Center and Med Spa. And before you get into this, let me just point out something that I think is so obvious to people like you and me, but not obvious to a young uh, brief writer or one who's kind of fallen into bad habits. You are asking questions. I've seen so many creative brief templates that simply have topic headings. When you see a question, you think differently. Something as simple as a question changes your mindset. Yep. So the the first question, question here is what is the business problem our client has so we're going to start with a business problem and then we're going to narrow it down to like how communications can help because they're two different things but Mm -hmm. i can draw a line between how one will help the other so um i'm writing this brief as if the person has no idea about anything about this client or the business that they're in so um which was the case and which is often the case. Uh, Surgeons Cosmetic Center and Med Spa needs to grow the volume of procedures it conducts on a weekly basis. The center has never been supported by regular advertising. Instead, efforts have been scattershot and unfocused. As a result, the center is virtually unknown in comparison to some of the others that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, on all kinds of advertising that keeps their phones ringing and their operating rooms full. So then we drill down into, okay, that's the business problem. What the hell am I going to do about it as a copywriter, right? As an art director, right? Right. How, how can communications help? We can peel off a few patients a week from the competition by communicating a differentiating message that will appeal to a small subset of the audience and convince them to schedule a free consultation. And right? this is where this is where I started to have a little smile on my face because I thought, okay, you're going you're you're using some some surgical language here. You're going to peel off, and I think, oh, well, Henry's going to have some fun here. Let's see where I, it goes with this. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> honestly. I don't. I don't think that I was. I was <laughs> going for that uh, pun, but it does work. Um, yes, little Freudian but, Freudian slip, maybe. <laughs> but but I think the important thing here is that it's a rational appeal. Right. And it's no pun intended. That we, that we don't need to win everybody over. We're getting, we need to win a small amount of these people over. And it's to convince them. We need to convince them. This is a, 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 a debate we need to win, a rational argument that, that we need to win. And here's another point to, to interrupt and just to focus on because you and I have seen this in the past. You've seen it with some of your, when you've done some classes on the brief writing, I've seen it. We encounter so many people who write briefs for their products who think they need to talk to everybody and you can't talk to everybody. It doesn't work. Even, even a mass communicator like, like Procter and Gamble understands that if you're going to try to have a mass communications, you have to be sophisticated about it. You just can't talk to everybody. Did you see that? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Mark Ritson had an article in marketing week just a week or so ago about this very topic. He said that, uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, ha- Tide Detergent, which is a Procter & Gamble product, owns 86% market share. They want 100%. And they're a mass marketer. But they can't just, you know, triple their spend. They're already spending $6 billion. That's not all on Tide. But he's, he's talking about how even a mass marketer like Procter & Gamble has to be sophisticated when it comes to increasing its market share. And most companies... Clearly, this is an example, don't have that kind of money. So 
this is a great example of how let's just be very careful of who we're going to talk to. Just a few kind of patients. All we need especially, are a few. Especially from a creative standpoint, you know, you, you can't create an ad that'll appeal to everybody. You can no. create an ad that appeals to a person that represents the target audience. Now, media strategy is a different thing, whether you're, you know, hyper-targeting, you're using the internet to find very narrow, and there's a lot of argument for and against that, but that's a different animal. When we're talking about creative, and and I think it'll become a little clearer as, as we go on in this brief, um, why the distinction of this narrower target is important creatively. So who is uh, the target audience? And I, you know, this is a uh, tool that a lot of strategists do is they give the target a nickname that that the creators will remember and that somehow um, describes uh, the audience. And in this case, I call them Miami Chicas, right? So this is a local business here in Miami, Florida. And Chicas, you know, is means girls in Spanish, uh, Miami girls in Spanish. So the the target is Hispanic women who want to be more attractive and are into celebrity culture. They see celebrities and want to get the attention they get and have their bodies, but are insecure about their own. And this isn't me saying it. This is what they would say, right? Their breasts mm -hmm. are too small. Their butts are too flat. Their bellies are too big, etc. They want cosmetic surgery, but it's expensive. So they do what they always do when they want something and can't afford it. They borrow the money or put it on a credit card. They know they shouldn't, but they can't help themselves. It's the American and it, way. And again, I'm not judging here. This no. isn't judgment. I'm stating what we see, right? Like the reason that my father got into cosmetics after 20 some odd years of practicing general vascular surgery is because would you rather chase an insurance company around for nine months for a payment for saving somebody's life? Or would you rather have a patient that pays you up front in full in, in, cash or check or, or credit card, right? That's a pretty easy question to answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so continuing the target description, because getting the surgery means getting into and in paren more, because it could be more debt, they convince themselves that the low cost clinics that advertise on TV and radio must be good. After all, they have a lot of money to advertise on TV and radio, so they must have a lot of clients. And if they have a lot of clients, they must be good. It's a self-reinforcing circular logic that allows them to avoid the obvious question. Are the doctors at these clinics any good? Some Miami Chicas are smarter than others. And those are the ones we want to convince. So mm -hmm. there's a target and then there's the real target, right? Right. The ones in whom we can raise a nagging doubt about the strip mall practitioners, the ones who have more self-respect than the others, the ones who understand that lo barato sale caro, which is a famous Spanish saying, which means when you buy something cheap, it ends up being more expensive. Yeah. My mother used to say something like that, although she, her Spanish was terrible. <laughs> so um, what is the insight we should uh, base our ideas on? Too many women are bargain shopping for cosmetic surgery the way they shop for stuff, mm. right? So this is probably the weakest part of the brief. I think I probably could rephrase that to be more like of an aha, like, like uh, you know, cosmetic. I, I don't know what I would rephrase it at. but Well, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you and challenge you on your own 
uh, thinking. Well, we did a, we did an episode just recently um, on some tips, some brief writing tips for marketers. And one of the things that we you you brought this up and we talked about it was um, to avoid trying to go after that wow insight. We want that interesting tidbit because that's something that a creative can get its get weak as creatives can get our hands on. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be so hard on yourself here, Henry. Yep. Thanks. I appreciate that. So here's the single-minded proposition or the promise that we need to communicate. Um, and this one is is it's it's also not very headliney, but Surgeons Cosmetic Center and Med Spa is the smart way to get the you that you've been dreaming about. And I, I connect this right back to your observation in the you know two paragraphs above. Some Miami chicas are smarter than others, and those are the ones we want. Yeah. So and this, this is an appeal to their intelligence, mm -hmm. and and basically, and, and I have to give credit. I go back. I mentioned at the top that uh, at the beginning of the center. Um, 10, 12 years ago, a friend with a small agency did some initial advertising work on this center, and they came up with a tagline, the, the smarter way to a new you. Mm, and so like that kind of drew, I drew the inspiration there. It's like, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And I, and that tagline, I liked it because it spoke to the brief that I wrote for him back then right. that spoke, spoke, kind of addressed these issues, which was, we were trying to a position the center as a cut above what the rest of the competition was offering. So I think here, the key phrase, the key word is that smart way. Mm -hmm. Like this is uh, how you go about getting uh, cosmetic surgery. If, if, if you're smart about it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I really like this evidence section because it speaks to like what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, in terms of differentiating the center. Most cosmetic surgery clinics in Miami are really marketing operations designed to bring in a large stream of customers with the surgical procedures as an afterthought. Like people don't realize that. Like these centers that are advertised on, on television and radio, they're a marketing operation. They have a funnel of getting the phones to ring, how many people make a consultation, of those people that make a consultation, how many book the procedure, and how many actually follow up with and, and, and get the procedure done. And the procedure is at the end of a marketing funnel. And it's not really the focus of the center as a business. Surgeons Cosmetic Center is different. It's owned and operated by a respected surgeon with more than 30 years of experience practicing in this city. Surgeons Cosmetic Center has medical doctors practicing cosmetics rather than businessmen practicing medicine. <laughs> doctors have patients, not customers. So we're already like talking about like how we're going to talk about our patients, not customers. It's a different, you're having a medical procedure, a surgical procedure. Surgeons Cosmetic Center is unlike any other in South Florida for the same price as those as seen on TV clinics located next to cafeterias and karate studios. You have your cosmetic procedure performed by a reputable licensed surgeon and anesthesiologist in a modern professional setting with two state of the art operating rooms. So the center is brand new state of the art. Um, you know, licensed surgeon and anesthesiologist mentioning, you know, this is a procedure that you're probably going to need anesthesia for, right? Um, so uh, 
think about that as well as anesthesia anytime you're under is a danger and you don't have to sing our phone number and there there was a link there in the original brief to a commercial from one of the local you know uh very cheesy advertising is like they would sing in Spanish the phone number of the cosmetic center. Uh, so you don't have to sing our phone number to remember us. Just remember that you want a surgeon and search for surgeons, cosmetic center and med spa. So really creating a, a lane for this center to be different than everything else that these women are, are being exposed to. Uh, Good tone, stuff. I like it. An assertive and confident tone that challenges the audience's thinking and competitor business practices. So this is a little bit of a challenger brand kind of thing. Like I, we we could make fun of some of these, you know, like the singing of the of of the phone number or whatever, and say, hey, is that really what you want when your life is in a doctor's hands? Um, so uh, let me scroll. Um, what are the things we should take into consideration? Most Miami chicas speak and consume most of their media in Spanish. So we're going to think and execute in Spanish. Budget limitations mean the most likely media vehicles to use are Facebook, Instagram, paid search, email, and perhaps online video and limited out of home. Uh, production dollars are going to be scarce. Think about how we can look big while spending small. And the advertising must get noticed. Going viral means free publicity when people talk about and share it. So that's what we're shooting for. And I know that a creative would like to do something viral um, that that gets noticed and to put in the in the portfolio. So that's uh, that's the brief. Well, I, I like it. In fact, I, I'm going to point out something we've talked about before, and I, I we've had a disagreement on this. You say that a budget should be included in a brief, and I say a, a creative doesn't need to know the. In fact, a budget is is irrelevant until we have something that needs to be executed. And I like what you've done here, because you've basically had taken my advice, and you haven't listed a budget. You've given some parameters. I'm not saying that there's no budget. You are saying it ain't gonna be much, but I think this gives the creatives an opportunity to think big without having a big budget. In other words, don't let let the idea drive the the execution. And now, because it's going to be a small budget, I'm forced to think: How do I take that big idea and make it work with no money? But they know and, they know that the idea is not going to be a film directed by Pitka. No, um, no. I'm, but 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 I uh, what I object to is the default. Which and that's your default. That's the default I hear all the time. This isn't going to be a Joe Pitka. This isn't going to be a Steven Spielberg. Yeah, well, I don't always think that way. I want the creatives to be involved in deciding, or at least contributing to, what the execution could be before you go out and buy media. I know that's not how the real world works. Media is almost always bought up front when there's above the above the line media purchase. This is clearly all below the line stuff. There might be, like you said, some video, but that's still below the line. Um, but the fact that you've just said, I don't have a budget number, but it is going to be small, forces creatives to do something we don't always get a chance to do. Think creatively. How do we execute this? And believe, believe me, when we're given that opportunity as creatives, we will come up with some ideas that will surprise you. So I like the fact that you didn't give a budget. You didn't even, it's like, it's going to be less than 5,000. It's just, no, it's just going to be, think small. So this, I like is, that. this is one of those briefs, like I said, you know, I, I've always, I thought the thinking was solid. I, and mm -hmm. I always thought it was a shame 
um, that we didn't do anything with it um, because I think we probably could have generated some killer ideas just based on yeah. kind of this this unique you know business challenge that really has a communication solution. Like if we could raise a doubt in five percent of the women out there that are considering some of these other places, that for our center would make a huge difference, right? If we could make if we could get 10 more phone calls a week for a small, you know, independent um, uh, medicine first center, it would have made a, a, a huge, huge uh, well, difference. Well, Henry, why don't, why don't you take this brief to the Miami ad school and say, here, here's a challenge. Here's an assignment. It, it, it's a possibility. Could do and, that. you know, and then the other thing is we could say, look, give it to, give it to, or it doesn't have to be a Miami school. It could, it could be some other young creatives who are looking to do something for their book. If they come up with some spec ideas, we'll invite them on the show to talk about it. Yeah, maybe I'll ask the. I've, I was part of the Heroes and Sidekicks uh, program at Miami Ad School, which is they bring you in to give a lecture, uh, and then you brief creatives, or, or you submit via email cre uh, a brief to creatives, and then they come back. You you come to class and you listen to all the creative ideas. It's it's not a heavy lift for the lecturer. You just have to have a brief. And you have to have some sort of prepared speech um, yeah. that you that you give to the students. And and I, I I've mentioned it before. Last time I did it, I I did it for Advanced Auto Parts, which is a right. very uh, unsexy brand, but it was cool. And and you know you see really the creatives that hustle. Like I had one creative yeah. team that actually visited a store, and there what were two, there were two within <laughs> a mile of the ad school at the time that they, they could have gone to. So. As we were talking earlier, I mean, if, if, you know, creatives are looking, especially young creatives trying to break into the business, we're looking for opportunities to build our portfolio. We don't get briefs. It's rare that we get briefs unless you're taking a class like Miami ad school. I mean, I didn't have a brief when I, when I wrote that headline for the accordion school. Uh, here's a brief. We did, we wrote a brief for Hulu. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if we submitted that Hulu brief, which is just as spec as this is, to a place like Miami Ad School, or maybe to my to the classes that that, that I talked to to Mark Jensen's classes, and give the creatives an opportunity to produce a brief. In fact, um, I I've, I know that there are student competitions out there that include briefs when they show the work. So, you know, here's another opportunity, and and yeah. that's why I think it, it's spec. I think it's well done. I would I would add only one thing to this brief. Henry, we talked about this a little bit earlier. And you've done this before in other briefs. I would love to see you do a, what is what does Miami Chica think now? And what do we want Miami Chica to think once they've seen whatever the communication is? That would, as a creative, I'd like to see how that plays out. But I could, as a creative, I could work with this brief. This is a good brief. All right, Henry, good stuff. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Ibach. And together we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye.